Why NI, a podcast by Enso Recruitment, showcasing the best of the NI tech sector. We'll hear from industry leaders about their businesses, challenges, products, and achievements as we set out to uncover what really makes the NI tech sector tick. Okay, so delighted to have um, Laura McLean on the YNI podcast today. Um, Laura is the director and site lead of the Belfast operations for Cinecron. Um, Laura, welcome to today's episode of YNI. Um, Laura, if you can just give us a brief overview of sort of your role as a um, director and site lead of the Belfast operations for Cinecron um, and really give us a, a bit of an introduction as to who Cinecron are um, and what the the sort of goals going forward for Cinecron are in NI. Oh, thank you for having us, Christian. Um, yeah, so I'll just talk quickly about Cinecron. Uh, Cinecron is a global company, but not one that's a well-known brand in Northern Ireland, and we fully intend to change that. Uh, we have 14,000 employees across the globe, so we're very well established, and um, we um, started in 2001. So it's a very stable business. Um, we're in the fintech sector. Um, we provide consultancy for um, different practices. So if you take data practice, um, cloud practice, engineering, uh, design and consultancy, that's what we really specialize in and that's what we call the businesses. Um, very well established businesses, other global brands like global banks that are known all over the world. We actually go in and help them um, either innovate or transform some of their platforms, solve some of their problems and, um, and we're very well equipped to do that. We have extremely uh, good people um, and experts in their fields designing and delivering across those practices um, and so they sort of lead the way so yeah Cinecron we've just landed in Belfast um, around June last year um, it's been a very exciting uh, few months um, almost a year we have um, expanded to about 30 people and, um, and my job for Cinecron is to lead uh, the Belfast Delivery Centre um, we have our main function uh, sites, um, which will be, you know, on the stock exchanges in New York, in London, uh, but then places like Belfast, Serbia, Montreal, we're all delivery centers that are facilitating um, going into businesses and helping that. So we're, we're essentially um, doing the, the bulk of the delivery work. Um, so yes, yeah, so we have big growth plans for Belfast, um, which we're very excited about. We hope to intend our overall growth plan might go to maybe 500 people, all being well. But for this year, we'll obviously break that down into um, sizable chunks and um, and start small. So we've got to 30 people. Um, we're just over 30 people, actually. Um, and this year, I would hope to hit maybe 100 employees in Belfast alone. So so there's big, big plans for Belfast. Um, we have uh, employ people across design, data, engineering um, and cloud practices. And so, um, yeah, so we've, we're, we've started pretty strong and we're, that's what we're going to continue uh, growing those different functionaries. Very good. And even like, I guess when we, like me and you, Laura, have, have worked together for like the last three, four years in previous roles and stuff, we've built out teams and always had a really successful working relationship. And I remember when you had said about Cinecron and this new opportunity for Belfast, and I remember you talking about some of the numbers and the types of rules and the sort of real, you know, diversity of rules that actually are, are there in Cinecron from, you know, as you say, the cloud practice, engineering, product, product design, UX, UI. There's tons of opportunities there for um, for our people in Northern Ireland. But 
I guess, what do you think is going to be one of those challenges as you grow the team? Because in NI, there are lots of challenges as well. Um, you know, and also, like I would say, there's that competitive edge for Synecron as well. Um, you are a global company. There's a lot of security in a company like or like Synecron too. But what do you think is going to be one of those challenges going forward? Yeah, I think um, I think the the number one hundred is you know it sounds great, but getting to one hundred people successfully is actually quite a difficult challenge. Mm. Um, you are competing. I mean, lots of companies, as you know, come to Northern Ireland for their tech, and um, we are very we have an extremely advanced skill set, and I feel like I'm constantly competing against other tech co- companies to make sure we're delivering. Um, so essentially, I think the biggest challenge and the biggest, the, the most important thing for me is to have the culture right in mm. the workforce and um, and make sure that people, f- there is a completely inclusive environment for people to come in and really watch their careers grow. One of the things that I will say is an opportunity in terms of Synecron is, you know, historically we see people staying in jobs for two to three years in Northern Ireland and then jump into a new um, challenge for a new company because they want to continue to grow their skills that within Synecron you can change clients, which does open up that opportunity of growth mm-hmm. internally. Um, so it's really about advocating um, for, for that sort of change for internal mobility opportunities. And to do that and to recognize that maybe in the first year it's it's at its immature stage where we don't need to um, do that. But what we want to do is have the right structure in place to set ourselves up for long-term success. Yeah. Um, so really the challenge is, I suppose, is to make sure that there's a stable work environment within mm-hmm. Belfast and the right leadership that needs to be established within Belfast. So as yeah. much as we're, all our employees are aligned to practices instead of clients, because we want the right people to be um, advocating um, and growing their skill set in the right practice areas. Mm. So, you know, in ensuring that we have that stability and that support across the globe within Synecron is definitely something that, uh, you know, it's not a challenge that we won't achieve. We will absolutely achieve it, but making sure that we're continuing to strive to achieve it is certainly a challenge. Um, yeah. So, you know, people are happy when they join. That's essentially what I, I want to bring. Yeah. And recently, you done a talk recently in for international um Women's Day or International Women's Day, which actually happened this week, you recently done a talk on equity and equality in the workplace. Can you mm-hmm. give us a little bit of an overview of that talk, how that went, and and really how that's going to make an impact into your role as director and site lead for Belfast? Yeah, um, I'll give a shout out to the other females on that panel, uh, Sharon from ASOS and Laura White, who runs her own budget music videos um, company. Um, and we all had different um, sort of different experiences that, that sort of collaborate when we collaborated our answers together. Um, one of the things that I'll say is equity and equality are hugely important. You know, it's, I think every company is um, striving and sincerely striving to get an equal work workforce balance mm-hmm. of maybe gender equality. Um, but what equity really embraces is um, the workplace is inclusive for all. So whether you maybe come from a neurodiverse background, whether you are, um, you know, um, gender neutral, whether you're a female, a male, you know, we all have our own stories and we all have our own struggles in life. Everybody has a story. And really what that was about is every workplace what should, and certainly Synecron has got a, a plan in place that really helps to tackle and to make sure that when we are bringing people on, we're trying to be non-biased and, um, you know, in our unconscious, we, we're always biased and it, trying to unlearn that is quite difficult. Um, and so 
what we really need to do is, you know, I'm working with the AI group um, internally in Cinecron, but also our HR are fantastic for really listening and going, right, what can we do to, um, to actually advocate and to help and to educate? A lot of it is education within our own company and really teaching people how they should be um, considering individuals, how they could, should be considering different backgrounds. Um, that neurodiverse thing is only really being a hot topic at the moment. It should have yeah. been a hot topic a long time ago and um and people are it's good that people are starting to talk about it but being equipped to actually handle that is is key and so for Synchron, we have acknowledged that we want to have a stable plan for that to actually succeed in that in that area but then also to do that we have acknowledged that we need to go outside and actually bring in experts in this area and that's what we have done we have went two different companies so we've had two different perspectives Bring, bring us on this journey and teach us from different points. Uh, we're working with our marketing team to give education throughout our workforce. Mm-hmm. And basically we really want to see um, us living and breathing that um, on a daily occasion um, within our workplace and make sure that everybody feels comfortable enough to come into work and to be themselves and to want to be there and feel included and not feel like um, maybe if they feel that they're you know different from the person they sit beside that that's actually a good thing and we should yeah. really embrace that that those differences actually make up a great workforce mm-hmm. and i feel like that's something that um every company should be striving for mm-hmm. and should Definitely. You know, when you're talking about education there as well, and I guess when I think about about education in the in the tech sector, because obviously you aren't just hiring for um, senior talent. Yes, that was probably a big focal point at the beginning. But where does that education piece feed into the maybe more junior hires that are going to be joining Synecron in the future? Have you got a, a plan in place for um, for offering, you know, um, training across different skill sets and working with universities is that in the sort of um the pipeline for 2023 yes absolutely um one of my big goals for 2023 is to get a more junior workforce um we are in talks of doing an assured skills academy uh, which is a brilliant um program that we absolutely want to fail off it is in talks at the moment we haven't um confirmed it so you know watch this space but the other thing is that we have, um, we've tried to um, recruit people with um, maybe one to two years experience, maybe no experience. And we absolutely want to open our doors to graduates as well. So for that, because of the type of company that we are, we um, you know advocate for that with, with our clients and really make sure that they're open to having, um, you know, that range of expertise, someone at a junior level and someone coming in at a more senior level. Um, and so, and so to do that, we're, we have established a more senior um, workforce at the start, as you've, as you've rightly pointed out. But then to do that, now, now we're in a place where we can equip, we can be equipped to actually handle, um, you know, and bring people that of a more, um, of a, you know, a more junior workforce to actually come on and see themselves. So what we have done is we have a very, um, again, this is always, no one is perfect. So we're constantly striving for perfection. But what we have is we have education programs where people come on. We have things like Udemy. Uh, we're talking in talks with Pluralsight at the moment to try and, you know, that's more developer focused education platform that they can go on. But also um, our cloud practice uh, leads and our data practice leads design, they are all absolute experts in their field. So they actually do. Yesterday, we actually had the cloud um, practice leads in Belfast and what we all done is we all got in a room and they you know we talked about Azure's and AWS and GCP and we we got taken on a journey from their point of view and each member had their own expertise so 
um, in each area. So basically we had those presentations, but then we all got together and collaborated to do an activity. Um, and so opening up areas like that, like creating collaboration, having people fly into Belfast to actually teach our staff goes a long way. And it's something that we are continuously, I think there's someone visiting um, next week I'm traveling, but after that, we have about six weeks of someone visiting every single week. And that is to try and um, reestablish, you know, uh, those practice leads within Belfast, but also allow that um, uh, pollination of skills to be um, across across the team and to make sure that we're spreading um, the right education, um, you know, and also to kind of educate people on what different people, because people are sitting there working on different clients. And whilst there are teams within that, it gives an opportunity for them to um, for them to understand what their what their teammates are working on, and um, and that's a really good way to even expose you know what other opportunities are going on inside of Cinecron. Yeah, and I definitely have seen that from Cinecron because there's every other week I'm talking to you and you're sort of saying there's somebody flying over from Dubai, there's somebody flying from somebody from the US or somebody, and it's not because I've I've always you know as a recruiter I'm on the outside looking in. And I see these massive global companies coming into Belfast. And in the back of my head, I'm always wondering, you know, can the the practice in, in Belfast maybe get a little bit lost in the weeds a little bit? Can they get lost in this sort of global company? But nine times out of 10, that never is the case. But I can definitely see with Cinecron that that's definitely not the case because Cinecron makes such a massive effort to get some of the senior leaders, directors, you know, CEO, I remember you were saying was over in Belfast recently as well. They're very invested in Belfast and it's been it's been amazing working alongside alongside yourself and the wider team, Faisali as well throughout the recruitment process. Um and and going forward, I guess, Laura, what's the plans for 2023 now? You mentioned, you know, in terms of, you know, maybe 400, 500 hires over the next sort of few years or whatever it may be. Um, but what's the core goals? Um from you as a site lead and director at Cinecron, what are the goals for 2023? Yeah, um, so we want to achieve that 100 headcount. So we do this year. That's one of our main um, goals. We would also like to um, establish, um, we'd like to establish a permanent site. So we're in an office at the moment. We've just actually moved into a bigger office, which is fantastic. But um, there, we, for a sh- very short period of time, we were two to a desk. So we had to yeah, facilitate when we were going into the office and um, no one minded. It was a bit of fun, actually. But we've moved it. Uh, everyone has a desk now, but there will only be some a matter of time before we outgrow that office as well. And um, and that's certainly on the plans this year to kind of. And I think that that really cements that we're here to stay and that we are, uh, you know, very much invested in Belfast. But one of the other things that we like to do is that Assured Skills Academy. Um, I'm on. Uh, I go to all the university Ulster uh, meetings, board meetings, which happen once a quarter. And I have to say, it's something that I'm really passionate about. I really believe that why people come to Belfast is because of our skill sets and to um to establish that it's because um you know we want to give the opportunity and I want to see some of our junior workforce coming in and actually growing through Cinecron that would be a, a proud moment for me but also I just think Cinecron offers such a great opportunity for um those that are graduating so we do want to establish a more graduate and um younger um workforce and Obviously, the structure of the leads would be in uh, is a big one. We want people to be supported. I want people to be um, to be really established. If they let their invest, they're being invested in from a personal perspective. That's hugely important to me. I think that that will maintain um, people wanting to stay within Cinecron if they know that we're fully invested in that. And 
thing you know that's just not just about skill sets like we're doing you know first aid training we are doing um university days the team well it's not when belfast succeeded it's not about laura succeeding it is about belfast as a whole succeeding and my whole team will collaborate and contribute to that success and i really believe that they're really um you know they're willing to get out there and tell people the Cinecron story and want to do that. Um, so we're doing lots of fun stuff in the office as well. So, you know, but getting that in a more regular occurrence is something that needs to happen this year to really cement um, Cinecron to be within our DNA of our, our um, Belfast office. Um, we're doing lots of things. We're doing the hackathon this year. We are sponsoring a spring hackathon and we are also the headline of the autumn hackathon. Oh, so yeah, we'll be brilliant. hosting uh, the autumn hackathon. I think the first one is in Bazaar Voice and, the, and then the second one will be in Cinecron. So very excited about that. We are um, going to be doing, we're going to be at the Digital DNA event in June. We're very excited about that. That's actually one of the major starting points for where Cinecron was this time last year, just entering. Um, into um, into the Belfast um, world, yeah. and um, and then we'll launch a big uh, brand awareness campaign. So, you know, we've established already um, in this conversation some people may never have heard of Cinecron, and we're such a global brand. So we want to make sure that our brand is well known out there. Um, we want people to feel like they can, you know, hit me up on LinkedIn or hit Fashali up on LinkedIn, speak to you about it. Um, you know, you've you and your team have been such a wonderful part of our journey to date. Um, hitting that 30 feet well as you know was of our big big goal before christmas we got there and um, and so one of the things that we want to do is continue that journey and um and make sure that um by doing that we want people to know so we'll be at all the major tech events this year and we're super excited for that 100 percent. and you know i guess i guess laura you've come such a long way in your career what advice would you give to anybody who maybe sees themselves as a future site lead um in belfast somebody that wants to really climb the ranks as a leader in the tax sector in ni what would you or what would or, or sorry what advice would you give them i think you have to be um, my career journey has been a little bit of a like i fell into tech by accident and then it's just kind of growing from there but i definitely think you have to have a real clear vision i think you need to really know who what your brand is what you personally stand for and not be afraid to stand for that and make sure you know don't don't tailor and don't um don't change your approach you know as per someone else's opinion you have to stay really authentic to yourself i feel like that's one of the main things but also you really have to put the work in if you want to be, you know being a site lead is a very privileged role it's also um quite an interesting role because other areas of the world don't necessarily call their delivery center lead site lead and stuff like that and that can be very hard for if um you know american companies or other companies come in and you know their first point of contact will be invest in i and one of their first things will be like get a site lead and people don't know what it is um so i feel like you know that's an education journey on itself but getting the right balance I also, um, one of the things that I've learned the most out of um, my career is ensuring that a company that you're joining has the same values as you have, because if they do have the same values, if they're um, about your development, if they're about, um, you know, your skill set and they really appreciate what you bring to the table, then you can grow with it within a company and you'll feel comfortable to do that and feel comfortable to put your hand up to say, you know, I want an opportunity for maybe to be a techie, maybe it starts there. And maybe you know it grows from there but putting your hand up at every opportunity i think is really important um and i think um you know people are being a little bit more thoughtful on how they're doing their leader and who they're selecting for their leadership roles and so you know 
now is the time that women should be putting their hands up more if it's if it's a female but not only that anyone should put their hand up if you feel like you're going to be a good site lead and you are willing to work maybe a little bit over time work um really be passionate about the people that are working on your team then i i think go for it you know but if you don't go for it you'll only stand to regret it so really just that would be my main advice yeah and you've had great mentors throughout your career as well laura haven't you yeah, yeah, I actually um I'll give a shout out to Brian Lunny, uh, who works in Citibank. He started mentoring me my first year in Citibank um many years ago. And I actually met him in Citibank recently. Um we went in for a coffee with him and he's just never been able to get rid of me. But he's a great mentor. Um so you know, not just that, I actually um pay for a business coach, which is a huge part of um, so I'm, as you know, Christian, I'm very driven. Yep. Um, I, you, I'm quite, um, very, very strategic in, in where I want to go and what, what my career aspirations are. Um, and so to do that and to have somebody who holds me accountable is incredibly important. So it's a, I guess it's um, a resource that I lean on and have done for maybe four or five years. But also I'm like, I'm willing to pay for that. I'm willing to pay for, because I want someone to ask me, I've been a mindset coach, you know, I've worked with professional athletes and um, people climbing the ranks in their career and able to ask them, you know, the question that maybe they're not asking themselves or change their perspective on something and, and to do that. So that's, an, that's something that I, I'm just natural at, but it's very, very difficult to do that yourself and to do it about your career. So, you know, I definitely think that that would be another piece of advice. Get a mentor, get someone who can actually hold you accountable and don't be afraid to be held accountable. You know, if you're willing to do it, um, you know, you'll only get there a lot faster if someone's holding you accountable and get on the phone every month and say, right, I've achieved X, Y, and Z. Um, and, you know, you'll feel a lot better. And you'll also, it just, it gives you um, every single week if you're working towards something, it means that you can, If it's a quite a satisfying feeling, as you probably know, you know, finishing the week and going, right, I've really achieved something this week. That's great. What's next? Um, which is which is just typically what I'm like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there's such a, a camaraderie in, in Cynocron as well. Everyone's working towards the same goal. Yes, you might be working across different accounts or different um, clients, maybe building a different, um, like a different piece of software from one client to the other. But the feel that I get from, from the whole team at Cynocron is everyone just has one common goal um, and that is, is, is delivering groundbreaking pieces of software for some of the world's biggest companies out there which um yeah. you know which is fantastic yeah we're doing really innovative stuff especially um like even in, i can't really talk up too much about it um but I, I mean i can say that you know data mesh is happening for one of our clients and um if i was a data engineer or data scientist i'd love to be on that team and um, the stuff that we see happening even there's some metaphor stuff happening there's really cutting edge stuff that um to be honest some of the companies i wouldn't have anticipated that they would be thinking about those cutting edge stuff so that's been quite refreshing for me um but absolutely one of the things i was at uh, the uk leadership offsite recently and the support that i have had across the globe from you know that all the leaders don't necessarily sit within the uk um, and it's some flew in from america some flew in from india and I have to say, everybody gave everyone a chance to speak in the room. Their voices were heard. But the support that Belfast has had is really been phenomenal. And that's one of the things that it is. We are striving towards one goal. Um, you know, we are growing as a company, but also the mindset um, and the lack of red tape is just really refreshing. Um, I've seen red tape being put into small businesses for no reason. It's, it's maybe ego. Mm -hmm. That's maybe what it is. 
Synecron lacks ego and I don't know how they've maintained that entrepreneurial um, I suppose it's credit to the CEO he has maintained that you know it's still a private company it's um it's a very fast growing company and that we are only growing at such a fast rate because he has reduced the sort of barriers to entry across multiple different parts of the business and um, really get, have he has a lean organization and he's continuing to strive for that lean organization so I think that does it's really refreshing I mean it's there's been no regrets taking the job, put it that way. Well, I have one final question, um, and that's always the golden question about YNI, because this whole podcast is about showcasing um, some of the best tech talent in, in um, Northern Ireland, but also, you know, answering that sort of golden question around why do, you know, larger global organizations choose Northern Ireland as their next um, strategic move to build a team um, and I guess that's the sort of question I want to put towards you now Laura why NI why has Synecron chosen you know Belfast specifically as their as their um, center of excellence yeah great question Um, it's one that if I I mean you and I will probably be biased here I mean I I honestly uh, we Northern Ireland is is tech hub it's also um I often describe any Northern Ireland to someone who hasn't been here. Is it's a little bit like a village. You cannot go. The tech sector is, um, you know, small-ish. Where enough of us know each other, you can never leave in bad terms. You have to, you know, you're going to bump into people in the future, and I think that's, I think that's only a good thing. Um, I think Northern Ireland has created um, a base that's now worldwide. Like, so I was actually reading an article recently where one of the first things that was one of the i can't remember now the engineering technical term for it but it was mm. something being built for nasa and it was being built in belfast mm. and that's been so historic for belfast we have um i guess it's since really the good friday agreement we had massive investment from america and when that came in you know our engineering our software engineering um development really escalated um i will give i i think it's credit to the universities who you know bring us leaders in and say right what's happening this year for example the university of ulster had an exercise where they um re-evaluated their their next year syllabus their next five-year syllabus and what they are doing is they're taking the industry and they're understanding what's going on in the industry and they are aligned with the industry so much that the skill sets leaving our university is um very much advanced and the standard of work that's coming out of the university is huge so whenever Synecron first decided um, that they were going to open another delivery center, it was not done just, it, to be honest, Belfast was not just, um, right, we'll just go to Belfast. Um, what actually happened was we done a huge amount of research. There was a lot of market research done and multiple different areas um, and cities were brought into that market research and we actually were the winning factor. And that's, that was largely due to how many graduates are coming out of universities. What is the advanced skill set? I mean, we're massively advanced in data where, you know, our UX and UI, UX and UI courses are seeing huge graduates coming out and we're, again, at a really high standard. Um, you know, and whilst UI, UX and design may be in, you know, its infancy in comparison to software engineering, um, it's going to, you know, it's, it's clearly on the same journey. Um, software engineering, just School of Computing, I think for both universities are just, delivering that and then just we have a very good mixture of um fdis coming in every year invest and i obviously support them and um, we also have a lot of global companies so we've got a fintech presence you know we've got a sh insurance coming here so all state i think landed in 98 and um, uh tpi cap are here now and um, 
and we also have Citibank that have obviously given a lot of their, the, you know, they're very well established here and they have also um, bought their building. You know, if they're, if anyone's going to say we are here to stay, it would be Citibank. So I feel like there's been a lot of other investment. And then there's been the homegrown companies like Kianos, um, you know, who, have, who are now a global company and have done very, very well and successful um, in their own right. So I think that the mixture of that has brought any other company that's thinking about YNI there's too much evidence there to suggest, you know, we are a forward-looking society and we have the right skill sets to accommodate multiple different, whether it's fintech and um, whether it's, um, you know, insurance, uh, all sorts of um, businesses, whether it's data, um, you know, you have didactics and all the rest of it um, happening here. So I, I really do think that we have such a wide scale of um, skill set and expertise that it's like, why not? Why not Belfast? And the other only other thing I'll say is and I heard um, Mark McCormick say this at the launch of the uh, Software Alliance was no one in Belfast wants to go back to old times. We're all forward looking. And that is something that I think um, probably uh, plays a big part in our tech community. Like we are striving to constantly grow and move forward. And um, and so, yeah, I think Synacron's made an excellent decision. And I think that they already see the benefit of coming here, the feedback for um, the team that we have in Belfast, we we actually done an exercise recently where we give a feedback and I'm going to present that to the team. And it was such a proud moment. They are doing incredible work for their clients and also just within our local team. And it's just so, so refreshing to see. I love it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good place to be. Brilliant. Laura, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. And um, as I say, always a pleasure working with you. And I am really excited for what's to come in 2023. But thanks for coming on to today's uh, YNI podcast. And I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Thank you so much for having us. See you thanks, soon. Thanks, Laura. Bye. Bye. YNI is brought to you by Enso Recruitment, specialists in recruitment for software and cyber teams in Northern Ireland. To find out more, check out our website at ensorecruitment.com.